Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Hmm. What was that? That was me. Hmm. Yeah, but what was it? I don't know. Just me. Like, just you. I'm partying something when he grunts a lot, doesn't he? Uh, what's he grunting? Warrior? Taboo. Never seen it. You can put YouTube it. What is it, Phil? No, it's like it was a really, really good series. Worth watching. Taboo. Do you know what? I remember Tom Hardy was the first time I saw him was in a series. It was a drama series. I think it was on ITV and it was called Cape Wrath. Mm. It had a bloke who, I don't know his name, and I think he played the... Have you seen The Walking Dead? Yep. I want to say the captain. Who's the guy with the eye patch? The captain or the... Oh, it wasn't the captain, was it? It's something similar. I can't think of the character's mm. name. He played him. But he looks and sounds ever so much like Liam Neeson. But he's not Liam Neeson. And I do, do not believe he's any relative in the slightest. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I do. So mm-hmm. he was the main character in this Cape Wrath uh, program. And, and Tom Hardy was in that as a young teenager, I believe, that, that it was about a family that put, goes into witness protection or, or protective custody. And they go to some little made, um, like man-made town in the middle of nowhere. And it's not all cracked up, or it's not all what's like cracked up to be. A bit lawless. Um, yeah, a bit, well, not necessarily lawless, but it's a bit, there's a sinister underbelly. Um, mm. I think, I can't remember whether, I think someone kills someone and Tom Hardy gets kind of bullied into uh, burying him, burying his body. Um, um that, that was the first episode, I think, and I, and I can't really remember much else of the series, but I remember thinking it was quite good. In fact, I don't even know if I ever finished watching it, but this would have probably, I'm not even joking, be, I mean, I don't even know how old Tom Hardy is now, but you're probably guessing 15, 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Maybe we should Google it and find out. You should. What was your first experience of Tom Hardy? <clears throat> I can't remember. Um, might have been in, probably before that, but I think most, uh, re- are we recording this bit? Yeah, we are um, recording this, by the way. Interesting. Tom Hardy talk. Um, so he was in, what gangster film was he in? When he played a bit of a fruity guy. Gangster film, played a fruity guy. Well, didn't he play the Kratons, yeah. both of them? No, yeah, before then, it was like, I think it was a Guy Ritchie film. It's one of those films. Um, and he was in one of those. No idea. His name was Handsome Bob. Oh yes, Handsome Bob. I do. I never remember the character, but I mm. don't remember the film. I remember the film. No. I wanted to say rock and roller, but it might not be. Uh, yes, it is rock and roller. You're absolutely bang mm. on there, mate. It was rock and roller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just going back, the uh, Cape Wrath was actually mm. renamed to Meadowlands. If anyone knows of it as Meadowlands, and it was two thousand seven. Wasn't that long well. ago then? Yeah. So twelve years. So. 12 years. 12 years. So it's a reason about time. I must remember. I don't know why I remember, remember that. But I also remember him being in an Xbox advert, crying on a sofa eating popcorn. <laughs> As you do. Isn't, isn't that weird? Again, he wasn't even famous then either. Like, it was way before he was ever, like, famous. Dad, dad. Yep, that would be my little girl shouting, Dad, Dad. She's got a giant monkey in her hand. The size of this paw. That is a big-eyed monkey. And it's got a nappy on, look. She's actually put an actual nappy on it. Right, She's so maternal. I'm recording a podcast. Give, give me a kiss and say night-night. Night-night. Summer, bye. Bye. 
she's blowing kisses at me. Oh. Yeah. Wrap them up. Yeah. 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 She's how much she's doing London gangster. Brap. Brap. She's from. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, I don't think a week would be right if we didn't have a guest appearance from her. Mm. Sorry, listeners. That was a, <laughs> this is a fruity intro. intro. Yeah. Um, all about Tom Hardy and obviously her making an appearance. Mm. Um, okay, right. Before we move on, favourite Tom Hardy film? I don't even know that many he's been in. I like it. Well, Warrior. Warrior, yeah. Everyone likes Warrior. Just, yeah. yeah, is it just because he's jacked in, obviously, both? He's more. He's well. He's more jacked. I don't know. Actually, is he more jacked? He's more, more jacked ripped. in. Uh, yeah, he's more ripped in Warrior. Although he's still not massively ripped, but he's still pretty ripped, and he's big. Yeah. Whereas yeah. he's just huge in fucking Bane. Yeah. Um, he might be so bigger yes. in Bronson, but just fatter as well. Yeah, he's definitely fatter in Bronson. Um, I I actually think he's actually quite a good actor. He's. I think he's a bit of a crazy fucker. I saw him on like Jonathan Ross show once, and I remember thinking to myself, "I don't think he's quite all there. He seemed a bit jumpy and a bit skitzy, and just not quite." You can imagine he's probably actually got some serious mental issues, really. <laughs> Nothing like slating Tom Hardy. Judging, I'm a bit judging. I don't know. Just, I just, I just think get, he's I, a bit eccentric. Yeah, maybe he is a bit eccentric. I just get that get that impression from seeing him on TV. Mm. I don't know, but you know, I'm sure most women would say he's a good-looking lad. You know, he's a big strapping lad. He's a sort. Uh, he's, well, he's pretty big. I don't think he's yeah, but I don't think he's that tall. Oh, uh, I don't know. God knows. I think he, he walks around quite light as well. Does he? Yeah. I don't know. All I do know is that I quite liked him in Venom. I've seen I, it. Ve- Venom didn't get the best of rewrites, uh, rewrites, uh, write-ups. I don't think, but and I and I kind of feel a little bit why because it felt very much like a like a prelude or an intro film, a film about like getting to know the character of Venom and maybe mm. like potentially like the odd bad guy or whatever but and there wasn't so much of a storyline but i still quite liked it i like the character venom anyway it's a bit yeah, cheeky and a bit ugh. you know what it's about right i do yeah symbiote obviously comes down from space and takes over um, it was interesting how they played it without spider-man because obviously he's a spider he's a marvel character is it marvel yeah marvel character oh. spider-man and obviously it's interesting how they got him as a film on his own to how he came about when Spider-Man obviously isn't a character in the film, so yeah, I wonder whether they play off that. But they didn't. They completely kept it separate, so that's quite good. Mm. Um, anywho, right, moving on from the Tom Hardy chat. How the devil are you, my man? I'm good. We haven't introed. What number are we on? Uh, eighty. I want to say eighty-four-five. Uh, Nearing that hundred. I, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. I should know this. I could check right now, but I won't. Or maybe I'll check in a minute. While, in fact, I'll check now while you tell me what you've been up to. I've been okay. We've been a pretty hectic work a week at work. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of work. See my, spent some time with my parents, which was nice. Still haven't taken my Christmas <laughs> nice. tree down. Nice. <laughs> it's all right. They won't listen to this. Um, haven't taken my Christmas tree down. It's still what? I'm looking at it right now. Bad luck, mate. Can't do it. Why not? Just because you I like it so much. I, well, no. I've just been lazy. Um, and it just—it's going to put a lot of glitter on the floor again. Glitter. Uh, I, did, I didn't glitter it. It came pre-glittered. So you've got a glittery tree. Kinda, yeah. I think that says a lot about your masculinity. 
I'm comfortable in my masculinity. I also have a pink throw on my sofa. Good. Um, I'd hate to think I've offended anyone by saying that, by the way. You know, we do live in this current state of snowflake syndrome-esque. Well, if they have been offended. Yeah. I don't know if you've you've seen, but Tanya, uh, I think it was on a story, she put a copy of Ricky Gervais's tweet... Um, and I don't know if it's a new tweet or an old tweet or whatever, but it's a copy of a tweet. It's an old from, one. Is it an old one? Do you, oh, yeah. so you've seen it? Yeah. Where it says something like, please stop saying you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about whatever the fuck you like. And some people won't like it, and they will tell you they don't like it. And then it's up to you whether you give a fuck or not, and so on. It's a good system. That's his tweet. Now, I like the tweet, and I, I'd love to believe in the tweet. Um, my problem is that too many people have the power nowadays to actually cause a bit more upset than just not liking someone. You know, you've heard of the Netflix director who got, uh, I believe he got either made to resign or was sacked from, um, this is going to be controversial, using the N-word. Um, I don't know even why it says this would be controversial. Is it that controversial? But he used the N-word in a board meeting, in an internal meeting within, you know, I don't know, 10 people, I guess, um, in a very factual content about one of the shows that says it literally every three seconds that they show on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone decided to make a complaint and say that was that was uh, offensive, and so therefore I, I I want to make a complaint. And he had to resign because of it. <laughs> That's an absolute joke. It is, but sadly, as you alluded to, it's kind of the society we're living in where this is getting deep. Someone's back. Um, yeah, where people can take offence. So even if you did say a joke. The and someone gets offended by it, you choose how much power there. I'm doing air quotes offense comes back to you, doesn't it? Because if you don't really care, then it's kind of nullified. I know obviously online it it can snowball and people get professionally in trouble, but it's the same thing with anything. If I call you a dick, if you get really upset by it, that's kind of your own. You're giving more power to my words. Yeah, my, my, my biggest problem um, is that people don't tend to separate people's words and intentions nowadays. It's like if they choose, but I purposely, I mean, as in like I choose not to. So I'm choosing to take offense at you because you said a particular word or a particular concept, even if you're not even saying it with any prejudice, even if it's clear, because communication is more than just words. Communication is far, 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 far more multifaceted and deeper than just the words you use. Um and it, and if people choose to take the words solely, or you know, solely base their opinion on the words you use, when ninety nine percent of the population would establish there's a bit more to it, and you know, your intention is different than those words. Oh, come on, man! I remember listening to. Did you listen to the Joe Rogan episode uh, about? I don't know. I want to say a month or so ago. It was obviously that he has so many episodes a week. That's fucking. I don't know. Probably thirty episodes ago now, but and um. Uh, I think it was an evolutionary scientist, behavioural scientist called Gad Sad. What a name, Gad Sad. Yeah. Sad Gad, Gad Sad. I remember him talking about it on there, and he was saying that he had he used he used the word retard. Um, please, I hope I don't offend anyone. You know, I, my intention is different than the word I just used. By the way, in case people are wondering, um, he used the word uh, retard on a Twitter. Uh, debate with someone who was basically saying, I don't know, it, obviously he just said he was having a debate with someone about something and it was obviously preposterous, whatever the guy was saying. And he said that 
uh, after using that word, the person went and tagged in his university, because he's a professor at university, he went to tag in his university on Twitter and wanted to say, I, I want to make an offense, uh, or offensive um, complaint and I want this guy sacked. And when, mm. the, from, when they ignored him on Twitter, he then wrote an email to their HR department. And when they ignored his HR department email, that he then called, tried to get hold of the um, HR by phone call. It's like, if this guy actually not got anything better to do than to obviously try and like essentially get this guy sacked. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Just because he said, you're being dumb, mate, is essentially what he said. Like, Basically, again, yeah. Yeah, like, the word, the word retard isn't even used in the medical profession anymore. So... It's kind of like it's a nothing word. It's a null word. We all know that it's used in a slang word to basically say you're a bit dumb, mate, or you're doing something a bit stupid, or you're saying something a bit stupid. Which, in it, that respect, or the context he was talking about, is, it, apparently he was. So, you do think to yourself, oh my god, there are just these social justice warriors out there that you have to be so careful of, kind of um, changing your, your, you know, or like nullifying or dulling your communication. Um, and it, the, the, the the outcome of all this, and this, I know this is very, very deep for a nutrition podcast. But the outcome of this is that we will have no critical thinking. We'll have no... Basically, society will no longer develop if we continue this way, in my opinion. Like, I know that's a bit of an extreme... Well, it's not. We'll have a very uniform language that we're allowed to use. We'll probably, what film was it in? Um, it might have been... Was it Demolition Man? When they swore and they got fined credits by, like, say, like, an oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. and it'd be like, yeah. fuck... Ding! Yeah, a little and ticket comes out the wall. Bing! Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's what that's what we're head to. So screw. Yeah, I know. I know. The thing is, though, like literally, if we have to, I think if we have to censor what we say so much, just that the my, my, the tiny, tiny, tiny percent chance you might offend someone. Oh my god! Like as I say, there'll be no change in this world. Be, we won't be able to be forward thinking, and we'll, like you say, we'll all just end up like the people in Demolition Man, just all being exactly the same just pretty dull anyway yes. just going on demolition man just to light in the middle a little bit what's i still have never to this day worked out what the three shells bit is about do you know the cleaning your well yeah toilet. i guess i know it's about going to the toilet but the the obviously use it as an inside joke almost like you're supposed to know what it means as in mm. like how it works or no idea do you know? I might google i'm gonna google it, it. yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it now three shells three clamshells demolition man did it already or, come up? Yep. Danofgeek.com. You get a shout yeah. out. That's um, scary. Why do you like, it's like our computer's listening to us. No, no, no. Well, to be honest, mate, if you write three shells, dem, I'm pretty sure it's going to mm-hmm. guess what you're trying to say. Um, it's probably something very popular in search engines as well, let's be honest. True. I was um, only saying that because the other day, I, well, it's actually Christmas. I can't remember if we, I said this. I went to Sainsbury's or wherever it was and Obviously, I had my phone, wasn't Googling anything, bought a, red, a certain red wine, and then used, my, obviously, my card. But then when I got home, I was inundated with adverts for that red wine. Really? Mm. Scary. Mm. I think the world is a scary place. Um, yeah. I don't, have I ever told you a story about Amazon? Not Amazon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can't do that. That's, yeah, don't offend <laughs> anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sure everyone can work out from the noise what was happening there uh have i told you about the siri suggestion i had once at a restaurant no so i booked a restaurant via the internet on my work laptop and then when i went to that restaurant the f- subsequent weeks when i got there 
I got a message pop up on my phone saying Siri suggestion. And it was, would you like to put your phone on do not disturb whilst um, for like half seven till nine, whilst you have your reservation at blah, blah, blah restaurant. And I was like, hmm, hmm interesting. So how does it know, one, what restaurant is that other than you could say GPS, but I don't know I had a reservation and what time for. When I booked, it, I did it on my work laptop and I never, I didn't Google it. I was just thinking, just leave your did, phone number. Did put it on Facebook. Well, yes, that's the. the I was thinking like two things. One, maybe it's picked up something like I maybe might have been signed in on like a Google sign in on any of my browsers at some point, and it's just randomly found its way through, which is possible, obviously. Or it might be like I left my phone number with the booking system, so therefore it then goes through somehow, like finds my phone, my Facebook, or whatever. I don't know. But I was just like this is this is a scary world we're living in. This is also the reason why I do. Even though I've got one, I still have slight reservations around having wireless, uh, that's not wireless, Wi-Fi enabled or smart things. Like even your phone having Hey Siri turned on or like my HomePod in the corner of my kitchen right now is obviously listening to everything I say. Because obviously yeah. it has to listen to everything I say to hear me go, Hey Siri. And then... Well, actually, coincidentally, because I, I listen to every Joe Rogan podcast, um, there's two really good, the latest, latest two... One's Mike Tyson, which is well oh, worth yeah. a listen. Yeah, I ain't got to that yet. Um, and then there's another one with the CIA guy, ex-CIA guy, Mike Baker. And he, they talk about this on that, What's actually. Next? You know? And yeah. that was good. Very scary. Yeah. So like everything, basically, like now, how easy spying is, all they need to go, like, say, you wanted, they wanted to tap Donald Trump, they would put just, you could have a, his smart TV. That's basically a camera yeah. above all in one all they need to do is be able to get to it before it goes even shipped to his place or whatever or anybody and then it's how useful they are I'm, or sure, how- I'm sure they could just tap in to anything at any point i'm sure like if they want to they could just turn on my phone and just listen to it i'm sure mm-hmm. that technology exists like if oh, i was so, a- that's what they were basically saying they were saying like because obviously they were going down the what's the mobile huawei because obviously that's a chinese huawei, yeah. yeah chinese sort of brand and obviously they're banned in america because of international the espionage. Politics, the politics of China, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and just... they were saying every every single computer system has been found to have Chinese malware attached to it at some point. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no. I thought you were, it wouldn't surprise me, but I thought you were saying uh, they had to like chip, say, Trump's TV before it got to him. I don't think they'd even have to do that. I'm sure no, if no. they want sure yeah, they want to they could just tap into the they could hack the camera have, have you yeah have you seen um black mirror the series so no not the, not the entire it's very film. good yes it is very good and well worth watching um there's lots of very unique social messages which are very relatable and i really enjoy the way they do it um however there is one episode i think it's in series three i want to say where a young teenager don't know how old he is i'm guessing around the 15 16 mark um a bit of a nerdy, geeky guy, but he uh, gets a bit turned on watching a music video downstairs and decides to go upstairs and just basically relieve himself while his parents or his mum is out um, and his sister's downstairs still watching this this music channel, right? He then gets an email a bit later say, with a vid- picture of a video of him jacking off in front of his laptop because ha- someone's hacked his laptop and turned his camera on and recorded him and now is trying to ransom him. Now, that scares the shit out of me. Um, not wow. because I do anything dodgy in front of my laptop, obviously, but I just think to myself, you've got these cameras on there, on your TV, on your phone. As I say, my flipping pfft, HomePod in the corner. I think, Jesus Christ, 
That's how easy. Buy lens covers. They they sell lens covers now, don't they, for your computers? What so for that yeah. specific reason? Yeah. But, and also, doesn't, doesn't isn't blue tack just a good enough idea? Probably. Um, I just wear a mask. Um, oh, that's what he did in the um, in the thing. He put blue tack over it. <laughs> you miss my mask joke? No, just you. You just wear a gimp mask. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But ironically, I've had two of those emails. Really? Recently. Yeah. Holy shit! Have you really? Yeah. Saying get put X amount into this bank account. We've got we know passwords and basically like even like to like yahoo or something like that which i haven't used in years and it is the right password really but it, oh. I, it's like an old password i might have had like 10 years ago to something i am going to change all of my passwords the second this mm. finishes so whoever so there's obviously chance in the arm and nothing happens but obviously some people might be like fuck that i'm yeah I'm money sure. in. Put it this way. It's, it's like these scam emails that happens all the time. Mm. Like Prince Nazim from Uganda wants to buy your car for $86 million. Just yeah. you, I need you to deposit your details here. To release the funds. Yeah, and you're like, um, okay, mate. But surely that happens so frequently. People, someone must fall for it at some point. Otherwise, it wouldn't yeah, do Yeah, it. exactly. That's it. Jesus. Some suckers out there. What a nutrition podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the whole point of this, before we went on to a massive, I was going to say tangent, but tangent, um, three clamshells. So let's find out. Uh, so I won't tell the actual secret, but I'll tell you where it came from. All right. Okay. There's a scene where Stallone used to ha- has, has to use a restroom. I'm trying to come up with a futuristic things you'd find in there. I was having trouble. So I called my buddy, another screenwriter across town, and asked him if any ideas. Ironically enough, this guy was taking a dump when he answered the phone, looked down his bathroom and said, I have a big, uh, sorry, I have a bag of seashells on my toilet as a decoration. I said, okay, I'll make something out of that. And that, my friend, is not quite the mystery solved, but it's a step in the right direction. That's what it says. Wow. If it is literally something where there is actually no rationale to it, it's just someone came up with the idea because they had seashells as a decoration in the toilet, I'm now entirely and utterly disappointed. Wow. Damn! You have to do some more googling. Yeah, yeah. Um, this says nothing really. It says the same thing. Because obviously, if anyone hasn't seen Demolition Man, there's a Rob Schneider's in it, and he there is a scene where he says like <laughs> he doesn't even know how to use the three seashells. Bear in mind that the guy they're referring to has been in um, cryogenic freezing for like I don't know how many how many years. So he's from the past and now woken up in the future. And, um, yeah, he, he doesn't know how to wipe his bum with three clamshells. In polite society. In polite society, yeah. So, uh, mm. there we go. Okay, fine. Um, on that note, so you're all good, right? I'm good, yeah. Good, okay. Well, we're 23 minutes in already. <laughs> Sorry, people. I 17 minutes, I was probably rat- loving Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, he'd make a good demolition man nowadays, wouldn't he? Good he sly. Would. Or Bond. Or Bond. Yeah, maybe Bond. Is it is it racist of me to think that Idris Elba should not play Bond? Because yeah. in my mind, I've always envisaged Bond to be white. Mm, I guess it's it's not necessarily racist. It's just... Shallow? No, uh, no. But what you've, you've known it as. 
See, this is what I mean. That's the, I've almost just completely portrayed the exact problem. Now, someone might complain now and say that's racist. Mm. Because obviously there is, in someone's eyes, a prejudice against a certain individual playing a certain TV character or film character. I guess you'd have to look, you'd have to refer to the original books as to if there's ever any description of James Bond. Yeah, but even, even if there is, does that mean you know, a black person now can't play them now? No, no, of course not. Because it's basically a spy, but you're talking about a character. So if he was, it'd be like, I guess in one way of a woman planet. Well, no, yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, um, a homosexual planet. Nope, that'd be fine. Well, um, obviously he's a ladies' man. There are plenty of scenes where he's made love to women because he's a, that type of character. So if you, you're changing, but he's that also character. a spy. So that even if you were a homosexual spy, maybe you would do that to get the job done. No, sure, yeah, but I you don't get the impression that it's an act for all part of his <laughs> job. I get the impression he quite likes it. For him. Um, well, no, what I was trying to say is, like, if you, because it's a character, it's a, I'm trying to think of other sort of, Dumbledore. Like, if now all of a sudden they change Dumbledore to be played by Samuel Jackson, that would be fine, but it wouldn't be exactly, it'd be weird. Plus, yeah. it's swear. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Like, fuck you, Potter. Anyway, that was a bad Samuel Jackson Dumbledore. impression. Oh, fucking hell, Dumbledore's not... Oh, you know, in my head I was thinking Lord of the Rings. I was thinking, what the fuck fuck you, Potter, mean? Mm. And I realised it's because it's not Lord of the Rings, is it? Mm. I've never seen Harry Potter, so... Me either. I just I know did, that. But I did, yeah, I did know Dumbledore was in it. Anyway. Yeah, okay. This, um... This, this, well, actually, to be honest, we might just leave it as it is and just say, here you go, this is this, is this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can face the frown. Um, yeah. But just, actually, I do want to take this back, one more thing before we move on, because actually, like I say, what I said about is, do I feel it, is it, is it weird if someone thinks, like, a black person shouldn't play James Bond? Mm. Because obviously you've always envisioned to be white. That is not prejudiced or... In my opinion, it's not prejudiced because there's nothing derogatory about that statement. No. It's not saying they're inferior playing it. It's just you've never, you've always thought the character was white, so it would feel weird to now watch the character be, uh, being played by someone who's black, right? Mm. Someone might take that and change my word, like just use my words only and basically take that as offensive when really, like, as I say, communication is multifaceted. I think most people would argue that, most people, sorry, would hopefully agree with me that my method and what I my intentions are not to be racist mm. just yep. there you go just prove my would point it be racist way. if it was the other way around this is it if he was originally a black he'd been portrayed by black actors hmm. and then was then this is, this is over. yeah absolutely well I wouldn't know it wouldn't be racist sorry but exact same situation that like you can't you I couldn't I don't know I'm trying to think of a Trying to think, I, I don't know. Trying to think of a really well-known fictional black character. Let's <laughs> just turn racist. Um, <laughs> Are you even allowed to use the phrase "black"? I don't know. I don't know. Quick, we have to ring Carlton. Um, he wouldn't know. He would. What? Know. He's white than anything. True. True. Oh, we're getting him on soon. He's coming on. I, I think I've. Well, he is definitely coming on. He's just when got to find a schedule. So I can't wait to get him on. Hmm. He's going to be some good entertainment. Um, anyway, I think we've just gone down a massive rabbit hole here, and that's dangerous line. So we'll uh, we'll just move on. 
Um, or I'll just censor all this out. <laughs> yes, well, fine. Actually, I'm in a realm of non-racist, humory type situations. Did you ever watch? If you're a Star Wars fan, the you can you can go to YouTube and watch the original scenes of Darth Vader, aka basically you don't really know you know who played who was playing him in the suit but obviously james l jones is his voice mm-hmm. because but obviously he wasn't originally meant to be doing that and they had the guy who was actually the green cross code man and his voice doing it it's hilarious it is not how darth vader should sound okay but obviously he's a tall white guy yeah yeah um james l jones has the best voice over voice he does amazing literally amazing it's just got so much depth to it mm. um and also, when I when I hear him, I think of Coming to America, which is one of my favourite films. Amazing, film. amazing. Um, imagine if a white dude played that now. What if they remade it and they they did it a white prince from somewhere? That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. That'd literally be ridiculous. Sweden. It'd <laughs> be crazy. Oh. Uh, it just wouldn't be the same. I just I love the bit when uh, um, he comes out of the, like right at the start where they get in that New York like apartment and it's like. Mm derelict disgusting horrible and they come back in there on their on their porch and all their luggage is gone and all the homeless people have got like golden toothbrushes and golden yeah. fucking hair like lion, stuff. lion skin <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh classic right anyway we we are literally 29 this is ridiculous 29 minutes in so we are going to, so we're to make it a quick one tonight and now we yeah, yeah. this is not gonna happen so we can get this done in 20 minutes um yeah. This episode, purely, so I'm not going to censor any of that, actually, because I hope you just realise we're just normal in human individuals with opinions which you might or may not, you may or may not agree with, or you might find offensive, or you might not. Um, and in the words of Ricky Gervais, oh well. Um, God, that was really blunt, wasn't it? I didn't mean it to be blunt. I just mean it's a bit like, I don't want to offend anyone, but if you are offended, there's a bit not, not a lot I can do about it, really, because... Send it to the complaints department. Yeah, okay. Send it to complaints at nonanswersnutrition.com. Um... I, aka info and we'll probably just send you an apology and say really sorry we didn't we didn't really mean to offend you but um we wanted to talk about you paul because i've yeah. hinted inferred ah, um, you've alluded alluded <laughs> um yeah implied all of those words that you may be taking drugs um yes. just get to the point so um probably a lot of people think that after the start of this yeah, mate um some people might Not think I need. Types. Some people might think I need many drugs, probably to get my brain chemicals back in balance because I'm a bit crazy. But anyway, yes, I'm alluded to that fact. Um, so I want to just rewind it back a bit. Did you like that? That's mm. good, isn't it? Um, and then let's go from the start. What the fuck do you mean, Brett Hadley? So, Paul, um, let's just find out a bit about you again because obviously we know about you from many, many episodes you've been involved in, but obviously. Um, also the get to know your coach episode where we found out loads of detail about you but just remind everyone so a bit about your kind of history with training your health and you know current nutrition history just just whatever sure. you want people to know okay so as we've determined i'm the elder or elderly one of the group or of the coaching team i'm actually 41 in two weeks i think I can't remember. I'm so old. Um, yeah, so I'll be. So yes, so I'm of aging years. Obviously, I'm having to make sure I have enough protein to Offset keep myself. The yes. 
<laughs> and all of that. Um, so yes, I was act- very active in my youth, football, um, various sports, surfing, lots of other things sort of around that, those sorts of team sports and stuff like that. Uh, some gym when I was younger through sort of dipped in and out for years, nothing actually structurally sound in training, just kind of like as most young lads go to the gym, try and lift as the biggest weights that look the best. Um, never really what, never really paid any attention to proper nutrition, I guess, or di- just ate kind of anything as most teenagers and young twenties do. Drank too much, partied a lot, I guess. Um, I stopped playing football. I think in my early, probably thirty-three, thirty-four, maybe thirty-two. Hung up my boots. Haven't played since. Thought about it, but then realised that it would be I could. I was well qualified to play for the veterans, and just I'm not ready to admit that yet. Um. Yes. Yeah, so then, anyway. So sort of. Then probably five or six years ago, I had definitely slipped into a poor. Um, part or sort of period of health I would gained a shitload of weight um yeah it's kind of I, I think I'd come back from living abroad wasn't taking care of myself at all way too much lad weekend behavior and takeaways and just sedentary lifestyle put on some weight a lot of weight anyway so cue picture came up on Facebook of me in the summer next to a particularly quite sporty best mate who had his top off as well and it was like I, I will always use the phrase I look like an out of work WWF wrestler probably from the 80s and that kind of upset me a bit and then I decided shit had to kind of stop and take control of my life so I kind of went on the various routes clean eating did that took all the supplements in the world um, kind of went down that route cut out gluten because it was making me have indigestion probably not probably A, the excess weight probably various other things as well anyway cue that I, pro- I obviously found myself in a calorie deficit by cutting out major food groups I didn't really want to go to the gym at that point I didn't feel comfortable I'm not a big fan of just running for no reason, so I did what was a, when I look back, a, quite a weird step of buying a road bike and Lycra. So then, at my most overweight, squeezed myself into some red, which I don't know why I picked the most gaudiest colour to ride around in, and did that. Anyway, so I dropped a, the weight kind of came off quite quickly. I then decided to join the gym. I then sold the bike, actually. Uh, I kind of freewheeled through for a few years, sort of in the gym, made bits of progress here and there. Then I decided one day I needed a bit more sort of help. I kind of knew where I was going with nutrition sort of by that way. 
by that time anyway i'd kind of done a course that was i was still no matter how it's viewed now it helped me a lot at the time um it's kind of seems to have gone a bit awry as their teaching base now it seems to be um anyway so from there i moved on and found a very nice coach in mike harrison lad he's a lad actually before that that's a bit in my bike and gym sort of areas i did have a couple of other coaches that one was decent one was a standard quite youngish guy who obviously was very in shape a competing some shows but just standard bro stuff anyway so then i moved on and got mike involved with mike and saw probably the best results i've had i spent i think i had mike as my coach for a year or so um and we kind of just really sort of brushed up on everything training sort of and he helped me understand training a lot better obviously and then I got in, I think, the, yeah, I definitely got down to the lean as I was. So I think I went from, I think it might have been just shy, 88, 89 kilos down to 74, I think, was my lowest weight. Um, which was brilliant. Uh, surprising that actually I probably need, I could probably go lower than that again, especially for as, there was, I had the, the briefest outline of getting towards abs, but definitely would be a little bit more stripping needed there if I ever wanted to unveil them which is interesting and also I had way less muscle mass than I thought I did I always thought I was kind of stocky and sort of but I wasn't it was just slight muscle covered in a layer of doughy fat a, a firm layer of doughy fat <laughs> a firm yeah I could tense it <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes so from there I guess I then sort of obviously still in touch with Mike but I I was just I was going to stop you there and just like brief pause so um, so obviously you've gone from this period of uh, like a lot of people looking back and suddenly a moment uh, a uh, holy shit holy shit that's what I was looking for a holy Mm. shit moment where you're like oh man something needs to change so you obviously go through a few different paths eventually find Mike Get get the best progress and into the best shape you've been, um, and then, kind of what happened since then. So from there, um, it's been a weird kind of period, I guess. I've sort of toed and froed with what I was doing. I kind of after I finished with Mike, I kind of maintained for a while, sort of stuck at maintenance calories for a while, and carried on like that. Then I kind of thought I'd go into a sort of a bit of a bulking phase which kind of went for a while but then I can't remember I think it might have been it was in a weird time of the year when then it was summer was coming up so I kind of then went and just sort of did mini cut um and then from there I kind of I don't know not lost lost love of the gym well I probably did I lost a lot of kind of motivation not generally just about uh, the gym and stuff like that but just life in general and this kind of carried on for probably the best part of a year I suppose if we're 
if I when I look back. Anyway, so into that kind of which is which will be leading to why the point of this podcast is, I guess. I kind of was very lethargic, tired, um, no kind of lust for life or anything. Other things were zero, if we're talking libido and stuff like that, which obviously we know can be affected when you get into very low realms of sort of diet or low-calorie dieting, especially when it comes to sort of if you're low enough fat, I guess. Um, from there, I kind of, yeah, it was kind of just a vet, not a, wasn't, I wouldn't ever go in the, uh, in sort of, into the realms that saying I was any in, in any sort of depressive state. It was just like, as if I just, everything was just uneventful. Didn't care. I might be a bit tetchy. I was actually probably quite tetchy at times, but yeah, just didn't really have any motivation to do anything. Could quite easily veg out from the telly and and just I was just tired all the time um I work a pretty physical job anyway and I just kind of always put it down to that that and my age which obviously you guys love to remind me about um yeah and I kind of again not a holy shit moment but just kind of started thinking as I'm slightly slightly I'm saying that in the briefest terms more educated than I was before um I kind of looking started to look into reasoning or reasons why this could be why I could be feeling like this. Okay. Um. Obviously, yeah, there's a few different things that you that are, when we say what it was. Um. So I went through a process of I went and saw my GP and I didn't get a lot of joy there. Um. I kind of set ass for certain tests. I asked for a thyroid check. I asked for to check my sort of testosterone levels and stuff like that. And they weren't really... Basically, she kind of revert, reverted back to saying, well, how's your lifestyle? How's your diet? Well, maybe you should cut out this and stuff like that. Okay. Did, did you find that that was warranted? Or... No, I guess, no. I guess, I guess you went to the doctor after doing your own research with a bit of an idea of what you're looking for, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so when when she was kind of less inclined to go straight down those avenues and wanted to look at more like lifestyle changes, like how, how did that make you feel or how did you react? Oh, I mean it's like you're not they're not listening, basically. I know that obviously I'm not gonna bag on doctor or GPs. They have a very small window to kind of see people now with all the pressures they're under. Um I suppose I suppose the the way I see it is like playing absolute devil's advocate here. Um, if someone came to them with other conditions and like say say you know um, say they're obese and they went to the doctor and said I need I, I need help losing weight. If they said right, can you test me for low thyroid or can you test me for something you know like a poor metabolism? Can you test my metabolism, please? Yeah. Um, a doctor would be like, hold on a minute, right? Let's just have a look at what your lifestyle factors are first. Like, yeah. I can understand why they would do that. So I guess they're oh, yeah, definitely feeling the same. So I mean, just just have interest. And what? How did you describe your lifestyle to them at that point? I, I like I had I said my explain my job. Um, I work 
from well, I'm at work from quarter seven till half four. I work in a pretty physically demanding job. So I work with obviously children with challenging behaviour, and there's lots. There's always some physical aspect of the job. I don't sit down. I'm not sedentary at work. Um, I don't. I wasn't drinking regularly at that point uh, when I went to the doctor. What's your diet like? Well, diet was was pretty good. Um, I obviously once we started talking, the thing I guess the thing is for the doctor, the doctor hasn't hadn't seen me probably in five or six years, I guess. Mm, okay. So could, they have. Could, could you have? Could you have increased your lifestyle in other ways? Or oh, sorry, increased. Could you improve your lifestyle? Do you think there's any area like other than? I don't know. Everyone's got lifestyle improvements they can make. Like even you know, even the the most regimented people to you know like a healthy lifestyle there's probably still improvements they can make but do you think there's anything missing in your lifestyle or anything that you weren't doing that you could think that actually that might have made a big difference like sleep or more, veg- uh, more fruits and vegetables maybe sleep know? yeah i probably wasn't having as good a sleep as i kind of have now um i i would say obviously i didn't go to the doctor when i was like as we just discussed at 74 kilograms looking lean i'd obviously this was weight of sort of period down the line and i had kind of put some weight or weight back on i think i'm up to i'm back to about 86 now 86 kilograms um so probably and obviously if you look not now but my face generally carries the first if i when i start to put any weight on it will either be standard man places my face around my sort of stomach and sort of above my hips i guess so yeah, probably they. I think with that, it's the sort of go-to thing of they're going to check, check things first and say, well, go away and come back. So obviously, we know it costs money to do tests and stuff like that. And if there might for a, a fair percentage of the population, if you went to there with the same sort of kind of symptomatic sort of whatever symptoms you're you're kind of portraying, then probably your lifestyle probably could help you in a big way if you're if you are sedentary, if you're not eating optimally, should we say, and as we know, losing weight will always have a very big uh, effect on, or big positive effect on stuff. So anyway, from there, I obviously went away feeling a little bit jaded, I guess I can say, and a bit lost as to what I did, where I could go. So then I used a, I sort of did some, some more research in myself and I used a blood testing service, MediChecks, to get a reading of like a male health reading, I guess. Obviously that came back and that's just basic a basic service that you pay. No one is um diagnosing. And that no, diagnosing your results or analyzing your results for you just get the readings back and it's kind of your they, they give they give you mid range or um what's the word well mid ranges or yeah yeah don't they to say obviously it should be between x and x yeah as a, as a healthy range yeah and I obviously I'm kind of with our with the job we do in sort of our our sort of circle of a. Uh, people that we know i kind of spoke to a few a few people and they kind of i'm denied about stuff and i kind of i thought obviously by re, researching reading stuff on the internet whether there was a chance i was 
low in testosterone because if you read the symptoms for it it was very much how i was feeling at the time uh very like you can but this is also symptomatic with people with low thyroid like you can feel tired all the time you're cold a kind of mind fog is always seems to be one of the things that men with low testosterone kind of yeah and i was finding myself really forget obviously forgetful and i've never been forgetful like i've always had a very good memory um again it's easy to be like oh you're just getting old well maybe but also there are there can be other things so anyway i did i had these checks then i um went back and showed the doctor the doctor said they were no you were basically average for for in the testosterone ranges um so again i walked away from that feeling pretty shit like well what the fuck what do i do from here like is this just me now i'm gonna feel like yeah Yeah. um like is it in my it, it must be in my head and stuff like that and so I did a bit more research, as as you do, and I found a sort of a men's health clinic, which is the I will say it's called Balance My Hormones. And they're very good, and hopefully, actually, I did. We might have the guy who runs it come on. He did say he was keen to come on and be a guest. Um, anyway, so they basically look at lots of different things: fertility low testosterone just all things for sort of men's health basically and they're basically like a what say like middleman service where they obviously have doctors affiliated with them that they use but they're kind of like they'll speak to you and see if they feel like you need you require to go to their doctors or whatever and if you need to be sort of outsourced kind of thing um so I had a series of blood tests through them and which was really good because you kind of speaking to people who and obviously the, the guy made the company because he went through this himself as well but there's obviously nothing beside but there was nothing there's nothing really aside from the NHS and obviously there are some other private practices if you're on boop I guess you could probably strong arm your doctor in a bit more to kind of because you're paying money to get them to kind of look at things a bit harder. Um, so I went through the next sort of five or six months. I went through cause my first test that came back with those with uh, balance of my hormones came back, and then when I spoke to the guy, he's called Mike. Um, had a consultation with him, and he said he kind of we spoke through how I was feeling, and he said well, your results are kind of bordering on low to kind of average so then he said look what i i understand how you're feeling and it's hard because as we know if you're weighing once a week uh your data input is is can be pretty poor because you're relying on that snapshot that one day at that exact point to be like that could be the optimum that could be the best that it ever was or ever or has been my reading on that day or that morning um so i went through another sort of three three more blood tests to get like a is it a mean a mean sort of reading an average yeah of them and yeah basically it came back and i was 
viable to go to to then be referred to a doctor to then look at testosterone replacement therapy um which i felt really relieved and really happy actually not which sounds weird um but it was just like getting a sort of as if someone was listening i guess someone was kind of understanding where i'm coming from that it isn't just it wasn't in my head and it wasn't dieting or like that type of process wasn't the only sort of option that they should all be hand in hand um so from there i think yeah i think they kind of looked at them either testosterone like a 80 road in some of them which isn't good because that's double my age um well you're massive very good mate 60 times two is not 80 uh, nice jokes um still a dad joke uh so yes from there so from there i went and had a consultation with the doctor the doctor felt i would benefit from it and obviously i got a protocol written up by a doctor and from there which is actually i got started to get a bit anxious at some not anxious but a bit nervous i guess at some point because obviously as i know it's pretty much that's it now for life i will be on some form of testosterone therapy for the for, for the rest of the time i guess um obviously we've hand in hand with that there's obviously other issues because i don't have children and i don't want to rule that out one day one day hopefully soon um so there have obviously if you start injecting exogenous testosterone to your body it will shut off your natural any natural production of testosterone um that can lead to issues around fertility and a little bit of shrinkage of the balls as it is <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> so anyway and that, that's wait, wait, so to, hey, our side note we should we don't need big balls anyway do we as no we don't that's it no we don't. it's only really chimps that need big balls it's true it's true the volume of semen they have to produce yes they and why is that because there's so much competition uh yeah i think the um professional phrase is to wash out previous goers yes whereas <laughs> gorillas have very small testicles yes because there's just one big boss gorilla mm. that gets to make with his gorilla bitches. Um, anyway, sorry, side note. I yes, so anyway, so in obviously with this, that would have been, I suppose in aesthetically, I don't know, would it bother you if you had really tiny balls? I don't uh, think I'd it would have been. I prefer not to answer that. At this age, it won't bother me. Yeah. Turns out small. Hey, but, if they were like, but if they're the like fun... the size of peas, that'd, that'd be weird. If they're just the a bit fun... smaller, then yeah. you could get implants. True. That's um, more if you've had them removed, though. Yeah, I know, but you know. Anyway, anyway. as we that's weirded me out. Um, I'm now thinking of your balls. Again. Again, yeah. So for, obviously, there are with the doctor looked at a protocol kind of that would suit my needs specifically which is good to know that there was there are options that can help uh make sure or not make sure because there's no guarantees but aid in keeping 
me in with a chance of being fertile down the line. So, from there, we went and I got my protocol. Then they send you basically everything that you need through the post monthly. Well, I think it's actually five weeks, six weekly. And for, so, yeah, so basically there, that's the long-winded version of basically me coming to the point of saying that, yes, now I am on steroids. Juicing, bro. Um, I'm going to show my lack of knowledge here, but mm-hmm. it, can you really call testosterone a steroid? Yes. Is it not a hormone? In a way, yes, but it would be deemed as a steroid. Um, okay. Well, obviously it is deemed as a uh, banned substance for mm. sports and performance, I guess, in in all you know, federations, whether it be bodybuilding, football, yeah. you know, pretty much every sport, isn't it? So, um, Okay, so I suppose the interesting part for me was a bit more around, so less about the fact that, oh, look, I'm having to take a, a TRT, test, mm. uh, testosterone replacement therapy. The interesting bits for me is more like, okay, how you felt leading up to it and what made you eventually go to a doctor's and, and seek help. And I suppose I, I would have, I really wanted the answer to be that a doctor really helped you and you didn't have to go and privately do something. Mm. But, you know, I guess not everyone can have the best experience with doctors all the time. I, like I said, I did defend the doctor, I suppose, a little bit and seeing where they might kind of look at lifestyle. Because I guess... Certainly, my opinion is almost like drugs are very much a requirement a lot of the time for a lot of things. But if you can avoid drugs, sometimes, like you know, like we certainly you know with our realm within the industry, you know, we 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 tell everyone to stay away from drugs as much as they can and and try and look at lifestyle changes and measures that might have the same or a better effect because so we think that the net outcome is a is a better outcome. But I guess for something like this, it's a bit difficult because let's be honest, your lifestyle's not shit or horrendous um and yes there's probably some improvements but there's not loads you could have done so if this is genuinely you know if it is low testosterone which is causing you this like poor well-being other than sleep more um eat more fruits and vegetables you know like do some exercise all the things that we try and would encourage that may help a little bit of that um because obviously, like low testosterone again, like certainly within our realms, usually associated in the kind of like, like the physique industry, say as with being obviously like very low body fat levels um, and low energy availability, which you, obviously you're not necessarily in that place, are you? So, yeah, I guess you had no choice but really to go to a doctor's and see what support you get. And obviously, as it wasn't the answer, you kind of hope not expecting to then go elsewhere and get get private help. Yeah, I mean that was kind of. Because I would have considered probably even, which probably isn't the right thing to say, but probably going the um, more illegal route with it. Underground route, yeah. Yeah, which obviously brings its own uh, many more issues. Whereas now, I know it's coming from basically a chemist. I know it's good quality, good, great quality stuff. I also get my bloods done. Uh, through the same company to make sure everything's going okay. So there's the element of checking and sort of 
It's the health and safety expert, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're um, not getting dodgy needles off the back of fucking wherever. You know, you're getting sent. Yeah. Equipment and yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah, everything's legit as it were. Um, so yeah, so like sort of going back as as to how that sort of feeling. And yeah, it was a weird sort of weird feeling, and how the contrast in how I feel now is huge as it so it's so obviously the fact that you've now been on this how long just so just so people know how long have you been on placement therapy for now probably about five months i think five months okay so and and in that five months you've gone so so rate your well-being your feelings out of ten five months ago five months ago i was probably a two two okay and rate them now ten ten wow okay Genuinely, didn't, didn't even hesitate. Just in, like, in, yeah, not even, just for everything. Uh, like, nothing. You're getting bonus. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a lot more. You just said, yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> I said, yeah. you're getting bonus, and you went, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely getting bonus. Um, yeah, it's like a second puberty. So childish. Yeah. Um, yeah, just everything. It's I can't, like, sort of praise it up, and I'm not praising up, like, testosterone piece of but how would it for me personally it's made i feel way calmer like nothing things don't phase me as much as they used to were you like anxious or stressed or a bit not, like, anxious, bit no, not anxious no but not were you stressed. before i seem to have developed a much more a logical approach to some kind of things whereas before i would probably react negatively to some things um That's so weird as it's it like is, so so strange how Maybe one thing, like one hormone, not 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 even necessarily low, as you say, because mm. I guess it was low over the mean over the the ones you got. But obviously, for you know, at some points it was kind of within the average or or even low average. And that's so weird how something like that can still make so many changes to one's well being in all those different aspects. Yeah, just have you have you seen any physical changes then now? Um. Yes, I I definitely have. Other than the bonus, obviously. The bonus, yeah. Them. Get me in trouble all the time, they do. No, they don't. <laughs> I bet they do um, in school. Yeah. <laughs> Work in a school. <laughs> That's just the belt flip trick then, mate. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus Christ. Waistband it. Yes, oh. I've, I've definitely... Which is stupid, weird to say, because when I was... Which is probably not true... In the period between Mike and after, I sort of gained a bit of chunk again and then kind of tried to drop that again. I definitely found it harder. I know I was in a calorie deficit to a point whether things were slower, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I was just fucking kidding myself. And sometimes obviously was tracking, but maybe some things in my non-clarity sort of mind were doing things to kind of trip myself up but now but now yeah sort of i have dropped weight with doing minimal sort of effort at the moment uh physically yeah it's weird i'm like i recover i feel i recover easier a lot better sleeps a lot better um but yeah i've Apart from like those sort of things, obviously, 
but just my mind and my sort of mental well-being is the yeah. biggest yeah for me. um I, I, I mean i suppose like we we're not saying to anyone obviously oh you should all go out and get trt if you're feeling a bit down or feeling a bit you know like fatigued or tired all the time or, or you know all the symptoms that you had are we because obviously that's not going to be the case for everyone but what we probably do want people to take away from obviously your story is that definitely go and seek professional help if you feel like something's not right because mm. I, I guess it would have been easy especially like and I, I definitely didn't help you so i remember obviously you sat in my car and i said to you are you sure you want to consider something like this because i suppose like i was thinking like there's no going back for once you've done it you know you've kind of like you say it's it's probably a likelihood is that you'll require some thorn of it for most of your life now mm. um and not that you're ever gonna like be a sportsman or compete either but obviously once you've taken that then you know you're no longer natty bro that type of thing um and i kind of thought it's just such a huge step for something that you're not 100 percent sure is the problem or the cause so i guess like i never helped you in that respect and i guess like that's what a lot of people might also be feeling like they might be feeling like I don't want to go get professional help because actually I'm just being a bit weak or I'm just being, um, you know, it's just in my head or I don't know, all, all, all the excuses that sometimes you tell yourself um, because you just think, no, nah, that isn't that, it's too big a step or it's just too big a thing for me to deal with right now, so I just won't. And actually, you know, I think it sounds to me like you'll probably have zero regrets from doing this right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, but then again, that's, with, as you said, it's personal to me so we're not saying that everybody that feels tired this is the answer because it's not not for everyone um no i were... I, I meant so you have zero regrets i meant more like going to get help like doing something because you could oh, easily yeah. have just not gone to doctors and just suffered on through for however long until you either broke again or well, say broke again you either broke or you know arguably you could have just thought the rest of your life like you say just feeling that way until you're 80 yeah yeah, definitely, and that's it. That's yeah, that's kind of how we when we sort of came sort of talked about doing it. That's the kind of thing. Don't one. Don't think that your current state is you for life. There are always ways to kind of sort of improve your situations in anything, really. Um, don't I guess in some ways don't always take no for an answer. In some ways, don't just be like. I respect doctors, but get a second opinion. Don't be like, okay, that my one doctor just said that no, that's not it. Right, fuck. I'm just gonna have to stick with that now. That's it. That's totally out the out the out the air window, as it were. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I I I want to just echo that because obviously we've said before, doctors have huge responsibility and also very 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 difficult roles to be a general practitioner of everything is like one of the hardest jobs. Um, but in that respect, you can't be a specialist. Plus obviously the time demands on, on individuals where they get literally 10 minutes to see a person and also do a write up of a report. No wonder doctors, maybe you'd forgive doctors anyway. Sorry, if they didn't give it full credence or attention, wouldn't you? So Mm. you, you're always going to get good doctors and bad doctors in the same, any profession you're going to get good, whatever and bad, whatever's, but I think like do your own research is one of the messages that obviously we would say also isn't it like you know listen to what doctor says 
but also do your own research like you say get a second opinion um, yeah. and go back to them and push something if you feel quite strongly about certain aspects of other stuff um but yeah yeah i mean even on the sort of the flip side of that if be wary if you went to your doctor and on the first like that it was just a general appointment i made oh take so TRT. they were then like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to check you on trt mate okay be wary of that too yeah because it might be actually you just need to improve or yeah. not you just need to sorry it might be that if you focus on some lifestyle factors i.e., improved your sleep and ate better and exercised you might lost see loads of benefits yeah you lost some weight potentially if, if some of your issues are weight related it might be like actually you see loads of benefits they've ever without ever having to take something as big or serious as like hormone replacement or but then it also yeah. might be the thing you need that's what we're saying we're not professionals we'd never we can't obviously recommend or say anything like that what you should or shouldn't do but um no and it is like you said it's a it was a big step and i was kind of a bit sketched out at times about it when sort of after getting the protocol and then sort of the first sort of box arrived of everything because it is i've never injected myself before so and my protocol is obviously um, obviously this is the thing i was side tangent back a bit from that obviously when people instantly think of sort of testosterone injecting steroids you're going to be turn into a fucking great bodybuilder but it's not my dosing will take me up to i guess an average-ish level for my or my age or a little bit younger which is what you want kind of or what you'd want out of it to kind of feel slightly younger again energy sort of everything that's has come with it but obviously there is many forms of there, there, there were a few options you could have had. I could have had, I chose uh, injections. Um, but obviously, that with that, you know now know that you're going to be injecting into your a large muscle somewhere, a large muscle mass. Butt cheek. Is I am using my butt cheeks. You don't lose uh, your penis then, because obviously that's not a lot. Can find that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's no small enough gauge needle for that, Brett. Even the insulin one. Wee. No. So yes, so basically I do that once a week, once every five days, an injection of X amount. And then on top of that, as I said at the start, there is I also take another uh, medication which will aid in fertility, keeping retaining some fertility. Um and that is a small injection into a fat mass. So stomach, around your stomach, pinch a bit of it, and as you would do an insulin-needed injection. Um, but that's it. That's for life. And there are obviously, it can be painful some days. It, you kind of feel like you've got a dead butt cheek sometimes because it's obviously quite a thick uh, liquid you're kind of injecting. Um so yeah, there is that. That is the kind of sacrifice you're going to have to be if you go down that route. Then it is going to be you have to be okay with needles, I guess. In some ways, you have to. It's awkward to inject into your butt cheek because you're kind of twisting and jabbing in, and um, and also I guess there is though that first. It was quite a nerve-wracking kind of first injection because you're on your own doing it. You kind of like trying to get everything ready. And doing it and make sure you've done it right. So yeah, it was it it was a, it wasn't something I took I did lightly. I took lightly as a, as a step. 
Um, I know, obviously, as you said, we discussed it, and, and I don't. I it's good to have someone from the how you thought about it, I guess, as opposed to other people that I'd spoken to were like, "No way, you're gonna get jacked," um, which is fine, and obviously, that'd be a cool side effect. Yeah, but obviously, that side effect doesn't come without going to the gym. No, true. And working hard. True. Well, um, have we have we kind of discussed if we want to for now about it? Because obviously, we're... yeah, I think we're just the, the kind of message we're kind of get, trying to get across is just don't give up on stuff. Don't. There will always be a solution hmm. to whatever. Not necessarily steroids. Not necessarily going on TRT, but just there is. No matter how kind of lost every the it seems at the time, there is ways out of it. Especially yeah. if you speak to people and get help, the right help. Um, you can kind of get yourself back to a good place, really, mentally yeah. and physically. Yeah, definitely. No, it's a great place to leave it. I just want to obviously get like get the message I want to leave people with is just to say, look, if you if you don't feel like you you feel right or your health's right, your well-being's right, then don't be afraid to get help in whatever guise that is, whether it is professional medical help, whether it's help from friends, family, from a professional like ourselves within the industry, you know, if it's if your well-being is more down to your lifestyle stuff and that you want some help in you kind of improving your lifestyle, don't be afraid to reach out and get help because, you know, like Paul's gone from a 2 to a 10. Um I know obviously his is uh obviously got pharmaceutical help per se but obviously there is, is a scenario but it doesn't mean that you can't see just as dramatic improvements from from other stuff whatever your situation is so um, and whoever you get help from so just be brave and reach out don't don't suffer with it because obviously i think a lot of people just walk around thinking like it's normal to feel that shit sometimes mm. um and actually in fact they just don't know what they're missing out on in terms of how yeah. you know you should feel so and especially i kind of well, that'll probably get us in trouble. The snowflakery, but as a man, it's not just a case of manning up. Man up, just get on with it. It's not. Yeah, don't be a pussy. Yeah, you're actually weaker if you don't sort yourself out. Well, you'd be weak because you've got no testosterone. You, you want to True. lift full shit. Yeah. Can lift nothing. Yeah, bro. You can't lift nothing, bro. Yeah. Well, anyway. I want to thank you for your candidness, mate. Um, it's been nice to, nice to hear, actually. It's been very nice. I hope the listeners appreciate it as well uh, in in how candid you are about the whole experience because it's it certainly, I'm sure, on your respect, that weren't easy. Um, yeah. it probably it probably wasn't easy having those conversations with me and obviously all the other people you spoke to as well. Yeah. Um. So no, fair play to you. I'm very no, I'd, I'd like to shout out as well because the, the help, sort of advice and help I did get was really beneficial. Obviously, I've said from the company, but also got like we've had Steve Cassidy on. I spoke to him. Uh, Tom Blackman, they both were sort of very helpful in their sort of advice around stuff anyway. Experience, yeah. Yeah. Even down to, from Stephen Cassidy with skincare um, regimes, because as we know, that more testosterone is basically like a second puberty. And I do get, didn't when I was a kid, in actual puberty, didn't suffer from spots, but now seems to get spots. But, a good washing regime has helped sort that out. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, right. Well, no, a big, big thank you, mate. I appreciate the, yeah. the, the obviously letting everyone know your story. Um, 
I think, shall we talk about the project photo shoot briefly? I've mentioned it, I think, on the week before last, but we're getting there. So if anyone is interested in a 12-week transformation challenge, challenge? Challenge, challenge. I don't know if I want to call that it a challenge. ends in a day with us. That ends in a day with us. Hanging out taking, with us. Taking pictures of you. Well, actually, we won't be taking pictures. There is a no. professional photographer. Um, but taking pictures of you in your panties. Um, not literally not. in your panties. Or not. Um, gym shorts, if you're a bloke. Or, you know, a vest. Or whatever you want to feel comfortable wearing. Same with a woman. You know, if you're in your gym gear. Or if you want to wear a bikini, damn right, wear a bikini. If you don't want to wear a bikini... Damn, don't wear a bikini. Wear whatever the hell you feel comfortable in. But the idea is, obviously, we want people to make the best transformation, a life-changing transformation. Um, ideally, albeit, diets are not meant to be sustainable as such. That's the whole point of a diet. You lose weight and then you move on to another phase of more maintenance or whatever once you reach your goal. They're not meant to be sound, but we do want people to learn lots of lifestyle changes and habits throughout the way so that once the photo shoot's over, they don't just go back to where they were. They will be able to carry on all that stuff. Um, but if anyone's interested in that, 12 weeks uh, one-to-one coaching as well, yeah, included in that, plus the photo shoot, etc. Um, let us know. Get in touch. Info at nnncoaching.com or you can contact any of us on Instagram. So um, No Nonsense Nutrition on Instagram, uh, Bruzel Hadley if you want to speak to me, or Paul underscore 0004. Is it just Paul 0004? I think it's that. I think it's the latter. Pause. So it'll be tagged on any of the pictures anyway, yeah, won't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, uh, or Facebook, Paul yeah. Cockhead. So, I mean, Cocker. Um, actually, I'm not. Paul C. Don't oh, give yeah, my name away. Sorry, shit. What was, yeah. it, what was the name? What was his name? The name of the show again? Paul. Oh, uh, what did I say? <laughs> I can't remember. Breck. Brizcock. No, Brizcock. That's it. Brizcock, which is better than bread in my opinion. Brizcock. Yeah. It sounds like a place in Scotland. Does. Or, or it's Yeah. Or maybe Cornwall, actually. Out near your way. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, I look forward to the thumbnail. I really want like a my head on Arnie jacked. <laughs> oh, okay. We don't normally do thumbnails, but for this one, I'm, or for anyone but guests, but I might do one for this one if I get time. Alright. I was going to do one of Don, Johnny last week with uh, mounted on a Sharpay body. <laughs> but um, just didn't get around to doing it. I've got better things to do in my time, clearly. <laughs> right well um for, again thank you again no apologies for the 29 minutes of random chatter. potentially offensive chatter <laughs> 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 i like it we're just we're too deep and multifaceted that we can't just talk yeah. about nutrition oh and i'm an opinionated motherfucker with just too much to say so yeah right on that note, my love, I'm going to say good night and goodbye night. and I'll feed the same. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.